And that's something that I've, I've been guilty of is I've spent too much money, I've spent too much time trying to be first. Uh, and, and, and first movers aren't always the winners. And I think that is the mistake in innovation is oftentimes first movers can be uh, the, the winners, but, but I, and, and I think last movers are almost always the losers. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by my co-host, Aaron Magnuson. Aaron, I'm pumped about today's conversation. Yeah, today's going to be an awesome conversation, and you've been thinking about it for a while, uh, and I got exposed to it yesterday on a call that we were on together, and I'm really excited to just introduce our audience. And I want to preface this episode right up top uh, for two reasons. One, I'm in my closet. Uh, so my whole family, <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, you probably see the door behind me. You can't really tell that I'm in a closet, but if you're listening on audio, you can probably tell that I'm in a closet. It's a little bit more tinny sounding, but, uh, my family is sick. And so the kids are home and the kids like to see what I'm doing when my voice changes, when I talk a little louder, uh, and I'm on a zoom, they generally like to see who's on the screen. And, uh, for the sake of all of you listening audience, you don't need to hear my kids interjecting their thoughts into the social media church. But I also want the second preface to this, ep this episode would be is sometimes Nils and I are going to give you really practical tips for something you can execute on tomorrow or even today, wishing that you had been executing on it yesterday. And then sometimes we're going to have an episode like this where we're just going to throw out a new idea and see if you have any thoughts on it. Uh, to start practicing it yourself. This is something that uh, is is not like mainstream. This probably won't have great ROI even, uh, but this is just an idea in, in the spirit of where the world is moving. I mean, one of the things that I think about is when you and Jay started talking about uh, Facebook Lives and Facebook Live was not what Facebook Live turned out to be. And it's certainly yes. not what it is today. Uh, it was just new. It was like, go live, start going live, yeah. start going live on your personal page, start going live just with hanging out or on your church's page or whatever. It was just before we knew that it was actually going to drive the algorithm. Uh, and I remember doing that a lot and seeing a lot of different things and just testing it and tasting it and experimenting with it. Uh, and so this is not a Facebook Live episode, uh, but it is in that same vein where we're going to present to you an idea. We're going to tell you how to do it. And then we're going to be curious to learn from you on if you tested it or not. Uh, so this <clears throat> this episode is going to all be all about NFTs. And if you followed Nils for any period of time, you know that Nils is deep into this space. Um, but Nils, NFTs are becoming more accessible. I mean, this is wild that we're about to be on the Social Media Church podcast talking about NFTs in a way that somebody listening could go and do with no experience could go and do this right now, what we're about to talk about. Yes, it is. It's uh, in, in, in a lot of what we're talking about is like web three ministry. Like yep. what does that look like right. if we're moving into web three? And, and I think it, it, it really, I think it, and we've talked about it before in some other episodes, but web one was the so information super highway of like, basically your church needed a website and it was, it was a big lift for churches to get a website. And that was their web ministry was having a website where people could find out about their church and then show up at their church. And then it was web two ministry, which was yep. people can now interact with your church before they physically come to your church or maybe exclusively interact with your church digitally where web three in many ways is about ownership. 
Um, and I think there's a there's an opportunity. People won't own your church, but I think they can feel greater connection to your church through the technologies that are emerging through Web3, totally. which, which is, is big. virtual reality, blockchain totally. technology. And um, we've had membership yeah. forever. Like this idea of yes. membership and becoming like at Shoreline City, we even we actually even call them owners. And so yes. there's like this applicable language that we've never really been able to fully do digitally. I think we even just how we view digital, it's like a secondary church. And I can't believe yes. even after COVID, we're still talking about digital and online church as secondary. Totally. Uh, and I think Web3 is going to fix a lot of that mental gymnastics of like, where web one is like, well, how could you find out about a church and then go there physically through the internet? And then yes. web two is like, how can your church be interacting with people all week long if they're not coming into the building for a, an adult ministry class or a youth event? And now web three is going to be like, no, we're actually going to show you how people online who've never been to your church, don't live in your state, don't live in your country can actually become owners Yes. members as some of us call it. And so I, yes. I love this. I'm so excited for web three, actually creating a greater depth of ownership and membership to our individual bodies in a localized sense. Yes. 100%. And, and so I think that we, uh, we, we have a really interesting opportunity, but, but I think sometimes when we first get into new things, it can feel weird. It can feel disconnected. Sometimes it can actually be forced. Sometimes we're actually trying to be there too soon. And that's something that I've, I've been guilty of is, I've spent too much money. I've spent too much time trying to be first. Uh, yes. and, and, and first movers aren't always the winners. And I think that no. is the mistake in innovation is oftentimes first movers can be uh, the, the winners. But, but I, and, and I think last movers are almost always the losers. That's right. Uh, That's but, right. But I think it is timing. Uh, the, it the is. market. And, and I think too, the, the conversation, we're talking about non-fungible tokens, uh, NFTs. Um, That's right. In in this episode. And so I want to give some context of what those are. But but I think what the story is that people hearing is hearing is that people are getting rich off of NFTs. And I think that's the story people heard off of cryptocurrency is yeah. people got rich. And the reality is, is that some people got rich on crypto and some people lost a lot of money because it goes up and down. Some people buy at the right time, some people sell at the wrong time. Um, and so there are winners and losers in in all of this. And now Web3 is moving beyond cryptocurrency into non-fungible tokens, uh, which are basically digital assets you can own. Um, yes. And it's been made popular by things like NBA Top Shop, which are like, you know, digital trading cards. Yep. Or, you know, uh, the, who I'm a big fan of, Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk has his V Friends NFT, yep. which you and I feel like is the first time I've, I've felt ownership in Gary V's brand, which is access to his conference for three years yep. and other perks uh, that come alongside of it. Uh, and so what an NFT is, is still being uh, developed, but it's essentially a, a way to have some kind of ownership of an item or an asset that is ex only digital. Um, and Or it is basically the ownership is Trans, you know, is defined by a smart contract on the blockchain, uh, right. and I won't go into the details of that technology yes. Uh, yes. because I think you can Google and, and and get into it, and, and that's a much long, longer right. and more boring podcast. But, I, but read I Nils's book, Crypto for Good, and you'll there have you a little bit of a better understanding. Just Amazon Crypto for Good. Nils wrote a book. I don't know if y'all know this. Nils won't tell you this, uh, but yeah, go go buy that book. It's a cute little. It's a it's a, like a mini book. It's a tiny it, little book. It's not a full size book. Uh, but it's got all of these ideas in there. I'm, so if you want to learn more. I'm told you can read it in three sittings in the bathroom. Um, yes. <laughs> and so if, if you're looking for how long it is, uh, it depends on how long you sit. Uh, but, That's right. But it, there you uh, go. It is, it is not a long read. 
Um, the other resource that I want to make sure you're aware of that uh, I know we have talked about, but I don't talk about a lot is in given E N G I V E N. Uh, it's a crypto donation platform that a lot of churches have gotten onto. Uh, but if your church is not accepting cryptocurrency, yep. you need to be doing that at this point. Uh, but we're talking about web three ministry, not just donations. Um, right. So non-fungible tokens, um, you can create a non-fungible token and basically mint it on the blockchain, which gives somebody ownership. And so I own, you know, lots of NBA top how, shot. How, how many NFTs, Nils, just for perspective, I I own three. And I actually, okay. it, d- based on the conversation we're having today, do the two that I got from you yesterday count as NFTs, my, my little badges and yes. tokens? Or are those? Yes. Okay, so, so I have three. NFTs. I have yeah. three NFTs, uh, and, and they have all been given to me. I have not, okay. I have not paid any money. Yep. Uh, Nils, how one. many, how many do you have? And I won't ask you the amount of money. Yeah, I probably have a hundred NFTs. Wow, maybe 150. Mostly though, NBA Top Shot okay. NFTs uh, from so the packs that you've opened early, and like, yep. and I'd buy packs of like three or four in a pack. Yes, and so some of a lot of them are NBA Top Shot. It's probably 50 NBA Top Shot and then maybe 50 non-NBA uh, Top Shot uh, right. NFTs. Um, and I want to let all of our audience know as well. You you may know, be loosely familiar with this, but I want to speak to the people that are coming into this conversation with the mindset that I had yesterday. So being familiar with NFTs, but really the best association for me until yesterday was thinking about NFTs in the lane of like trading cards or stocks or something of value uh, that's going to accrue more value over time that you can either sell or, and so just only monetary is my mindset of NFTs Uh, or like an art gallery. Like it's, it's only, it's only worth something if it's worth something. Uh, And so I want to, let let you know if you have that mindset and you're coming into this conversation there are, there is another use case for nfts uh that will make a lot more sense for ministries and churches that is not tied to the idea of these being a trading card or these things accruing value over time that you're eventually going to sell for thousands of millions of dollars uh and so i just so before you log off like this this idea will be applicable to churches because we're not going to go and say hey mint your lead pastor and sell that and start making (laughs) have it have an extra revenue stream if you're doing that i'd be curious to know how that's going for you uh, and i'm not going to say no to that but that is not what this episode is about i just want to be clear up front uh that my mind was opened yesterday for new use cases that made more sense directly in line with churches and ministries yeah, so so really, as I've gotten into NFTs and I've tried to go to conferences and do different things, and I went to a Gary Vaynerchuk lecture here in New York City, where he um, was talking. It was it was a you know a whatever interview uh, session at NFT NYC, which is the biggest, uh, as far as I'm aware, NFT conference uh, in the world. And so so we went to the session, um, and when you walk in, they had this sign set up uh, that said, "Scan this QR code for." your custom NFT and, or your unique or whatever it was NFT. And so I scanned it and it had me go through this process with a website called Pope P O A P. Uh, you can actually look it up P O A P dot X Y Z link in the description of this um, show as well. And it would basically gave me, it minted an NFT uh, of the event. So only people that were at that event were able to mint this NFT. And I thought, Oh, that's pretty cool. You know, like, what do I, I don't know what I do with it, but 
I got an NFT and I remember thinking afterwards, like, Ooh, can I sell this afterwards? And there really right. wasn't a market for it. I didn't know what to do with it. I just saw it. Well then like a few months later, uh, I was watching the Super Bowl and scrolling through Twitter while the Super Bowl was going on. And, uh, and I saw a tweet from a guy named Malachi O'Brien who listens to this podcast. Um, and oh, we got to have Malachi on. I met him recently. Oh yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Malachi, so he's, yeah. he's deeper into NFTs than I am. Way uh, very so he, much, he much loves deeper. NFTs and it's so smart with it, but he was like, I've, I created a Pope is what it, what he called it. And basically the same kind of NFT. Uh, and I've got 50 of them for the first 50 people that, you know, reply to this tweet, uh, or like this tweet, I'll DM you, uh, um, a link to get the Pope. So he, um, DM me and here's a link. Download the Pope, same thing as what I got at Gary V's with the QR code. And I was like, man, they're just creating NFTs and giving them to people to commemorate events. And, and, and it was like, and then I look at my Pope app and you can see all of your NFTs in the Pope app uh, with, with it. It's got a web portal thing. And, uh, but it's actually minted on the blockchain and my unique NFTs represent those, you know, um, Yep. Yeah. Events. <laughs> and so, uh, and people can look at my wallet and see all of my NFTs. And so I was like, wow, this is, and, the, and then I was, and I started looking at Pope and I'm like, oh, you just do it for free. You add a JPEG and you create the event and anybody can create an NFT that they can give to anyone for free through Pope. And, and I, and, and so my mind went down this path of, and I'm always thinking about this. I'm thinking about what can churches do with this technology? What can ministries do with this technology? And I thought about Father's Day at uh, at Hillsong, which is where we go to church. And I remember two years ago, when the last time we were in a physical service um, right. for Father's Day, uh, walking out and they handed all the dads this pin that that just like a, a pin you put on your shirt, you know, or on your jacket. Uh, and it said, Occupy All Streets. And that was kind of a tagline that we use yep. at Hillsong, New York. Um, and, and I was like, Hey, that's pretty cool. I got a little pin, you know, uh, and I put it on my, I still have it right here, uh, on, you know, kind of on my back wall. And, uh, and it was just kind of a cool little memento for father's day, uh, to, to remind me of that experience I had with my family. And, and I remember thinking, oh wait, it's kind of like that pin they gave me as a memento of that father's day experience of, could we as a church give people a memento of when they came to our Easter service of when they came to this special event we did when they came to yep. youth camp and we literally just create a Pope and now they have an NFT uh, to, and, and it's not something they sell. It's not something that they, right. you know, whatever it just goes in their digital wallet and they store it and they just have that memento in many ways just to even share with others. Like these That's are right. the things and events that I attended. And it's like a ticket stub uh, to highlight that I was there and I was a part of that. That's and right. I remember that and whether they go back and look at it or somebody else goes back and looking, yep. look at it. Um, that's what it is. That's all it is. It's that's not, right. it's, there's, there's nothing real fancy about it. It's pretty no. simple. Uh, but it's like a little sticker. It's like a little pin. Uh, totally. A, I, thought like one of, I thought one of the things you said yesterday, Nils, in comparison, so that my first understanding of NFTs was trading cards. This new thing that was ushered into my head yesterday was like, oh, it's like um, the first iteration of your church's merch. 
I remember when we started uh, the Grove back in Oregon and like the first line of T-shirts that came out um, for for those first owners. Uh, And then, you know, years down the line, you, you have more that come out, but people still wear the first one. And they're like, oh, I remember the conversation. Like, oh, where did you get that one? Like, that's a really yeah. cool shirt. And it's like, well, I, we got this way back in whenever. Like, we're not creating these I- anymore. It's like an even like an older logo. And yeah, some yeah. of you uh, church leaders that are listening to this can relate. And so it was my first understanding of, oh, NFTs as T-shirts yeah. that mark like a moment in time that would never be created again. No reason for it to be created again. Um only newer versions of it, but it marks like I was an owner at this point, or I experienced this first worship night, or it, yeah. it, I, I even think like you, you brought up the Super Bowl. It's even why people buy like a dated Super Bowl hat, right? Yes. Like my team won this and it like proves ownership of fandom in 2022 when yes. you were a Rams fan versus yeah. 1999 when you were a St. Louis Rams fan. Right. Yes. And so, um, it, the, those hats don't necessarily, I, I suppose they could accrue in value that, that, and that's maybe where it breaks down, but it just documents a moment in time, uh, of something that you get to show to other people. And so I think this is where NFTs break down when we think through the lens of ministry and church is like, okay, that's great. But like, who's going to see it? And this, and this is where the conversation used to break down, but is starting to become more relevant. And this is where on the call we were on yesterday, we started to like think through some of these things. And so when we're seeing things like Mark Zuckerberg come out and say that meta, whether it's on Facebook or whether it's on Instagram is going to start promoting and having a space for NFTs and Twitter in, in certain ways has already adopted this. Yes. There is going to be a world in Web3 in the very near future. And in some cases, it's already happening. We're presenting these NFTs that you own are going to be as easy and as visible as you wearing a t-shirt. And I think that is where we need to start changing our minds of like, people are actually going to see this. And even on Pope, we were clicking yesterday on some other people's profiles and you can see all of them and you can see what they're interested in. It's almost like it reminded me a little bit of like the Pandora bracelets of like, you learn something about the bracelets and you were like, Oh, this person seems to be interested in this. And so if your church or your ministry is creating a lot of these NFTs for different events, you could be creating NFT evangelists, they might be in the space because they, they, they're they collecting top shot, but they also have all these church things like what what is that? What yeah. What's this church in wherever and why do they have all these things? Oh, maybe I'll go check it out. And so you're almost yeah. creating an opportunity for people to be evangelists in Web3 by creating these NFTs. Totally. And and I think, I think practically Pope is the first platform that I found. There might be 20 other platforms already exist like it. Let us know, um, or yeah, or, or 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 other other tools you can use, and there will be twenty more that are created probably in 100%. the next two months um, as this space is is rapidly developing, and so Pope is the platform that I found, you know that that I think um, could be a a great starting point. I do want to be clear, Aaron, of what where yeah. I'm learning in this, and so what I did is as a way to learn, I created, I had my team create an NFT for me. Uh, I actually had them create two NFTs, one for a presentation I was doing, uh, a conference I was speaking at. Uh, I, it was actually at uh, NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters Conference. I'm going to um, pull this up and, for our YouTube audience. I, so while you I talk. You, I got to tell you, Aaron, when I was when I was in the, at NRB, I, I have been so used to ministry leaders being resistant to, uh, to new technologies. Um, 
and so it um it really is interesting to see uh what um how how when i kind of present web3 how responsive and positive Mm. the, the response has been uh, rather than resistant. And that's something very different than I experienced over the last decade. And so NRB is a little bit older, skews a little bit older, skews a little bit more dated. So that, that's, and that's a, remarkable. A little, a little bit older is, is an understatement. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm being generous, but they I, responded positively. So this older ideology, totally. traditional media, television, radio, right. Responded yes. positively to web three. Um, and, and by the way, th- I met some friends from Norway and they gave me uh, their information and I lost it. And oh. I had such a good conversation with them. If, they, if you listen to this, DM me on Instagram or something, because uh, we, we really were going to connect and I meant to connect and I can't find your information. So I would love to connect <laughs> with you. But, um, so That's awesome. Practically, though, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I interrupted you. You were talking about... Happened. You were talking about Web3 being really positive uh, and being received positively and you get at NRB. Oh, yeah, yeah. Them, so, uh, so, I, so practically, I wanted to do it as a QR code or even use a domain. Like I think I bought NilsNFT.com or something like that. And, and I was going to tell did. people to go there and, and get it. <laughs> but, but here's the deal. The domain has to change every NFT, uh, yes. the URL to Mint because every NFT is different. Uh, and so, um, it gives you, they give you a QR code. Well, that QR code is updating in the back end that URL every time somebody uses the QR code. Right. Um, but what happened yesterday, there was two of us trying to scan the QR code, just two of us, only two. So not a conference, two people at the same time trying to scan it. And we, and it didn't, it didn't go through until each of us scanned it individually at different times. And I think where you're going with this, Nils, this is just the faulty nature of this being so early. Like this won't be a problem in the yes. very near future, but it's a problem no. right now. And, and I think we got to be clear on that is like, this isn't going to work perfectly and it's not going to be like, Oh, here's exactly, here's your playbook for how to do this. And I remember when we launched church online, we didn't have a church online platform. We no. didn't have, uh, we, yeah, we, it's just <laughs> the technology. We had to like rig up a combination of, I remember, uh, our, our mutual friend, uh, Brian, um, yes. at, what was CCV. So, you yeah. know, uh, so and now at one and all, one totally. and all. I was going to bring like, this up. He built his own like Microsoft live streaming platform, uh, right. on his computer. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, like we were all just trying to figure this thing out of like, right. The technology wasn't Man. like you couldn't just go sign up for Vimeo Live. No, um, and if or, the physical, even the yeah. physical setup, like if one wire was was j- like jiggled at all, the yes. whole thing crashed. Like yeah. it was, it was a house of cards. Yes, <laughs> Church Online was a house of cards. Totally the the technology side, and and yes. now we don't even worry about it. And we've got like three backups, and it's you know, and we could do just we can actually use our our phone hotspot. Because right. that's fast enough to live stream out of, uh, if, if we need to, and so we just uh, we're early into this, and I want to be clear yep. on that. But I think yep. I think this is one of those ways to get in to this space uh, without spending a lot of money, without wasting a lot of time, uh, but to provide a pretty unique, cool opportunity uh, to create an NFT for your your church. Totally. Uh, and worst case scenario, nobody does it, and you wasted about an hour. And so, yeah, and we should be really clear, no money, this Pope, this Pope, uh, platform, you could, you do this for free. There's no, there is no money outside of your time. There's no payment associated with just, just trying this out. Totally. So the ROI though, Aaron, of it is not going to be financial. 
No. And you're probably not going to see a bunch of people get saved because you created an NFT for your church. Right. Uh, I think I think what it does and, and the value that I believe it adds to your church is its ownership. I, I think it's a way of so just like you. I think you had a great correlation of uh, to, to when you created the first T-shirt. T-shirt. When yep. people wore that T-shirt, there was a level of ownership uh, in in the church. They were wearing the merch. They uh, and so when somebody mints your NFT, there's a level of ownership of they now have their church's NFT. They they own that. Um, and so that 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 is valuable. Uh, it's hard to measure. It doesn't fit on your baptisms. It doesn't fit in your salvations. It doesn't fit in your giving right. box. Uh, but, but I do think there's value uh, in the return on the investment of your time. Uh, and, and that's what it is. It's going to cost you time. And, it, and the return on that investment is going to be uh, commitment, connection, um, yes. and, and I think ownership. That's right. I love it. And, and we just want you to try it. And we're, we're curious to hear your use cases. We, we don't know who is going to take this and run with it. Um, but I'm sure there's somebody listening that already has five better ideas and they're completely baffled that we haven't talked about it right now in this moment. Yeah. Uh, I can empathize with that. I've definitely listened to episodes of the social media church podcast where I'm like, why aren't they talking about this facet? Well, that's yours to own and we want to hear about it and do it. And if you have one already, we want, uh, Nils and I would love to be a part of, uh, getting, uh, our own, uh, NFT from you. Um, and we also, yeah. uh, yes. are wanting to use this as a promotional opportunity for what Nils? Well, Discord. Yes. <laughs> um, we we want you to feel ownership in social media church. You know, we, that's we, right. It's something we've always believed in. Um, we want this to be a place for community. And so we're trying to build our Discord community. Um, yep. And uh, and and Discord is is in many ways the social network of Web3. Totally and is. we uh, we want you to experience that engagement there. And so when you join our Discord, uh, there's going to be an opportunity for you to mint the social media church Pope, uh, NFT. Yes. And so, or at least for, I think we're going to make a hundred of them. And so for the first hundred people or next hundred people who, uh, get into our discord, uh, there will be a Pope waiting for you, uh, and come get your social media church NFT. And yeah, so that's kind of our, our pitch and our gift to you, um, yeah. out of this. And, and then I think that you can experience it. You can experience, I mean, obviously I hope you can experience discord, uh, in community and learning out of that, but then you can also experience uh, some, some level of ownership yep. in this community and in social media church. And so we hope you'll go and do that, take advantage of that. That's right. We would love to see you in there. Uh, if it's not completely polished up, our team literally put this together because there's an episode earlier that if you haven't listened to, you need to listen to. Uh, it's part two of a two-part episode we did with Jonah Wiley, and he talks all about Discord and how he's basically running a 300-person church in his Discord. Yes. Uh, and so we immediately felt convicted and decided we needed to have a Discord. Uh, and so Social Media Church now has one. Um, and it's a great spot if you're not familiar with Discord to learn how it works, to taste it, to experience it, and maybe find a use case for your own ministry or church. And if you are familiar with Discord, it's one more Discord that you get to join uh, and one more community that you get to contribute to and be a part of. But yeah, I'm really excited about it. And then even just creating an idea like this of getting uh, an awesome token uh, to mark that you're one of the first 100 people to join this Discord uh, is really cool. And I, I know that you and I Nails are already thinking through what it's going to look like to have some of these uh, at our conference that's going to be happening later yeah. this year.
year as well. The second annual social media church conference. There's just so many fun things that you can do because yes. yeah, we, we want to create owners. And the reality is since 2013, there are people who have owned this with us mm-hmm. uh, for a really, really, really long time. Uh, and now we just want to make it official digitally. So uh, okay. if you've been listening for a long time, I would quickly get into that discord. Uh, and um, we're kind of building the plane as it's flying in the air. Uh, so so give us grace there. But um, we're, we're making it something awesome. I know Nils and I are both active in discord uh, in other communities. And so we want to make this community active in the discord space as well. So that's all about NFTs, Nils. I, love I, mean, it. I just feel like there's going to be so much more conversation around this because it is so early. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine if we had a podcast that started when you were figuring out ministry on AOL uh, for your youth group. There'd just be so many things uh, that 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 would change and so many conversations that would evolve over time. And the good news is for this audience, they get to learn all about NFTs from the, like, the very, very, very beginning uh, of what this looks like. Yes. Yes. So good. Thanks, uh, everyone, for listening uh, to the podcast. Yep. Uh, thanks for being a part of this community. Uh, make sure you go join the Discord. You, you can get all that and more on our website, socialmedia.church. Uh, follow us on social media, um, all the channels. Uh, yep. you'll, you'll find us there. We're actually new on TikTok. Uh, if you're not yet following that's us true. there, uh, that, that's kind of our newest social network beyond Discord. Uh, so we're, we're so grateful you're a part of this community. And if you haven't left, yet left a rating or review on apple podcast uh or spotify or whatever it is you're listening we hope you'll do that uh and help uh this podcast get to more people more leaders uh and and push the church forward uh as as we continue to move towards web three and and push innovation uh, in the church thanks for listening we'll talk to you again on the next episode